We have to go back! Welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And I hope that you have your jingle caps on. Oh, it's like one of those old-timey nighttime caps with a bell on it. <laughs> yes, exactly that. Mm. Because it's time for another movie trivia, trivia challenge, challenge, challenge. And not just any trivia challenge. This is our 10th oh, no. Flashback Flicks Movie Trivia Challenge. Yes. If you grew up as a ancient Roman, I guess it's X, as yep. in Xmas. <laughs> so how could we not make this a holiday special? Perfect. Or as I like to call it, Merry Quizmas. Look at you. You're doing it. We're doing it. Well, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, all of these will be Christmas movie themed or Christmas movie adjacent. Uh, my quiz is a real stretch because I wrote it right before we started <laughs> recording. Uh, and uh, yeah. So lay out some cookies and milk and get ready to dream of sugar plum fairies dancing in your head because it's time. Oh, yeah. For some trivia. Yep. Time to just gather all the kids around the IMDb machine and get to work. <laughs> And since this is Christmas-themed, we don't know where to stop, and we're going to make it the 12 questions of Christmas. Yes. So, six each. Yes, and because Grayson uh, prepared better than me, you he's going to start. Are you going to be please. writing your questions as I'm asking you the questions? Is that how it's going to be? I will be. Grayson, you better believe that's exactly right. what's going to happen. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> No, I made my list, and I have checked it thrice. Um, that's one better than Santa. Um, <laughs> You're so, better than Santa. <laughs> you heard it here. I'm better than Santa. All right, so my first question is, what was the name of the 1966 How the Grinch Stole Christmas narrator who would later become Martin Landau's unseen nemesis in Ed Wood? So you got two ways that you can try to answer this. One is just knowing the narrator in the original Grinch cartoon. And the other one is to remember who Martin Landau kept complaining about uh, when he was portraying another famous person in Ed Wood. Okay. Wow. That's what a great question. I loved it when I'm trying to remember that scene where he's like, oh, I loved it when you were uh, such and such a sidekick. I'm like, yeah, sidekick. Mm hmm. I'm trying to remember that scene. Yeah, I want to say Grace Kelly, but I know that that's wrong. And if it helps jog the mind palace, this was when Martin Landau was playing Bella Lugosi in Ed Wood. So you don't have that tripping you up. Maybe if you think through it out loud. like uh, So Bella Lugosi was playing Dracula. His nemesis was Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. So who played the original Frankenstein. Grayson? Yeah. Is this some trail to a Frankincense pun? Because oh, if it is, <laughs> I've never been more proud of you. Oh, man. I wish I had done gold member Frankenstein and a very Murray Christmas, but I did not think it through, and I'm only filled with regret at this moment. Don't worry. I'm just going to add it to my quiz and done. Happy uh, taste? No. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know the name. I'm going to kick myself for it. My answer is Cole. Cole. Uh, we're looking for Boris Karloff. Boris, Boris Karloff. Karloff. It is in his contract that he will only play green characters. So he played Frankenstein and the Grinch, and that was a false fact. Hashtag false fact. <laughs> As a flashback flicks, false fact. False fact. All right. Grayson, all yeah. of my quiz questions are true or false, but to put a holiday spin on it, it's Christmas or Krampus. Oh, Santa's so, not coming this year. <laughs> so I'm going to present you uh, with a statement, and you need to tell me whether or not it is Christmas or Krampus. First question. Yeah. So, Grayson, you know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. Personally, yeah. Yeah. They were all in your wedding. Very large party. <laughs> but do you recall the most famous reindeer of all, Rudolph the Retina's reindeer? Of course we do. But Christmas or Krampus, Rudolph is the only reindeer to have a movie made about him that received a theatrical release. Ooh, that's tricky, the theatrical release part. Because I, I could easily believe that somebody singled out some of the other reindeer like the untold story of Blitzen. Um, <laughs> man, I can't even think. Like, what, how would they market that? All the other reindeers? Now, I will tell you this just because it is ineligible. Um, there was a Christmas special called Olive, the other reindeer, about a cute little dog that thought that they were, in fact, the other reindeer. Oh. Um, named Olive. Oh, um, what a mentally disturbed dog. Um, <laughs> no, you're saying of the main reindeer set. Has any Correct. of them had a had a standalone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna say that that is Krampus because I want it to be true, but I don't think it is. Would you want to try and guess which of the reindeer it would be? If you are correct, I feel like I'm living out two simultaneous timelines one where I'm incorrect and another where I nailed it. Um, I would think that they would make it comet and that it's somehow space themed. Like he Ooh. stops a comet and that's how he got his name. His name oh. was like jerky or something like that before. And then they're like, nah, you really earned your stripes out there, comet. And he's like, yeah. Uh, well, you are correct, Grayson. On which about, count? <laughs> about your first thing that matters for the point. Oh, so that it's not you, true. No, no, it, 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 you are correct. It is not true. Uh, Rudolph <laughs> is not the only reindeer to have a movie made about him. Uh, Prancer actually got a movie made in 1989. It's American-Canadian children's fantasy drama film. Uh, huge categories. Uh, it had a theatrical release. It made $16 million in theaters. Didn't do great, Prancer. but it did get a theatrical release. But to date, Prancer is the only other reindeer That's to crazy. have had a movie uh, like since like the 30s. Wow. Like, I, I got to write that Comet movie. Yeah. I was like, Dude, uh, that... Picture <laughs> Rudolph meets Armageddon. <laughs> Comet, the first reindeer. Um, I, I don't think I get the point because I, I just got confused and answered Krampus at saying that it was false, that none of the others 
had been. So, I well, no, because I, I phrase a question like this: Rudolph is the only reindeer to have a movie made about him. Oh, with a I still release. don't think I knew what I was answering. I, I, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I really hope that doesn't come back to bite you. But that's very generous of you in the Christmas spirit. So thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go back to my second question. Die Hard and Iron Man 3 are classic examples of forgotten holiday films in the sense mm-hmm. that people remember the movies themselves, but they often forget that they took place at Christmas or over the holidays. So what Spielberg creature cult classic is also a forgotten holiday film and probably a film that not a lot of people associate with Spielberg either? I'm going to go with Gremlins. That is correct. Gremlins yeah. is uh, it is a Christmas film, a Christmas Eve film. We really should do that movie. I don't know why we, we haven't. Uh, but yeah, when I looked back, I was like, oh, that was Spielberg. Man. I forgot that was Spielberg. Yeah. It's like that guy makes a lot of movies. <laughs> but well done. Uh-huh. Yes, that was Gremlins. And that was Swift, too. Thank you. Next is another Christmas or Krampus. A Christmas Carol has been adapted so many times, whether it be um, literarily, uh, through television, even through radio plays. But film is probably the most notable. And through long-form improv, let's not forget. Long-form improv. For a time. The purest form to adapt A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Um, now, Grayson, the earliest surviving screen adaptation of A Christmas Carol is called Marley's Ghost. Not Scrooge. Christmas or Krampus? Hmm. Um, I'm going to say that that is Christmas, that that's true. They called it Marley's Ghost. You are correct. Yes. Uh, and technically, you could have been correct either way because it was called Scrooge or Marley's Ghost. So w- what a weird first adaptation. But yeah, it was a 1901. Mm-hmm literally turn of the century uh short silent film and it was six minutes and apparently you can get through a christmas carol in six minutes oh you know what i think there were screenshots of that in our textbook yeah 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 that sounds familiar yeah it does pay to read (laughs) very good so far you are two for two kind of yeah (laughs) all right the uh the last of my freewheeling, off-the-cuff Christmas questions uh, before I move on to the more thematically driven ones is, uh, well, Ricky, I I should say, we often quote uh, the title line of Tim Allen's The Santa Claus by stating uh, in various styles throughout the podcast occasionally, most of which get cut out at the final edit, (laughs) saying uh, in the style of Bernard himself, It's called The Santa Claus. So my question is, Mm -hmm. what is the name of the actor that plays Bernard the Elf? We quote him all the time. We owe it to this actor to say his name. He was in Numbers, the CBS procedural. I mean, we we say it. We do. Wait, he's in Numbers? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) I think so. Someone who looks like him was if it wasn't him. <laughs> I'm only remembering back to when I saw the the preview for Numbers when it was on TV. I'm going to say his name is actually Bernard. 
Oh, man. He's like one of those act like Jack Nicholson who plays just a ton of characters named Jack. Yep. Um, you know, that as Noble, his name is David Crumholtz. I'm so sorry. I'm so <sighs> sorry. And I wish I could tell you that that's the hardest question in my Christmas quiz. What? And it might be. But I'm not going to commit to that because the other ones might be harder. Uh, David Crumholtz. And I think it should be our 2019 podcast goal to make David Crumholtz a household name. Yes. We're the ones first, to really do We're positioned. We're positioned. Yeah. Uh, first step, get into every household. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, it's a multi-part plan. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. listeners, leave your doors unlocked so we can get into your household. Like Santa Claus. It's not weird. Like the Santa Claus. <laughs> Next question on my quiz, another Christmas or Krampus. Now, the Grinch uh, is oh. dealing with a reboot. Yeah. I say dealing with as if he is recovering from something. Just had this massive reboot. Oh, man. <laughs> like all week, I can't shake it. So the Grinch has become a classic um, ever since his uh, story debut, How the Grinch Stole Christmas in 1957. Uh, he has been turned into a Christmas special, uh, a really great song, um, and even uh, sounds a little bit like Benedict Cumberbatch, depending on which adaptation that you are listening to. And he has even become synonymous with just being a grouch, like, oh, you're being a Grinch. But let me ask you this, Grayson. Christmas or Krampus, the Grinch's first name was originally the Hubub. His first name was the Hubub, so his name would be the Hubub Grinch? No, sorry. Oh. Let me say it like this. His original name oh. <laughs> was the Hubub. Original, not first, like, yeah. Hubub hey. Grinch, how the heck are you? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Who Bub. I think that makes sense because it's, it kind of feels like a Bah Humbug type thing and it connects him to being like a member of Whoville. I'm going to say that's Christmas. That's true. All right. You are incorrect. <laughs> but it's okay, Grayson, because you get the gift of knowledge. So oh. the Grinch did not make his debut, um, as people may think. Uh, in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, it was the Tracy Ullman show. It was the Tracy Ullman uh, show. Thought it might be. Right before The Simpsons. <laughs> yep. um, but originally, uh, he was he first appeared in the May 1955 issue of Red Book in a 32-line poem called The Hubub and The Grinch. Now... This oh. was later a part of a collection of stories that were previously unreleased uh, by Sir Dr. Seuss. Uh, but he did first appear in a publication by Dr. Seuss in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So his first true, true appearance was in a 32-line poem called The Hubub and the Grinch. So he is still the Grinch, but the Hubub is someone else? Someone else. I mean, like I said, I wrote this quiz just before I got onto the microphone. Um, I didn't have time to read the 32-line poem. But sure. if you do, listeners, let us know what it's all about. We yes. are at Flashback Flicks. Hubub and the Grinch, a fragment. Um, interesting. Yeah, I, I was, 
wondering if both were names for the Grinch, if there was some kind of like fractured personality happening there. Oh. And this is like our own trivia headcanon <laughs> where, I mean, he's he's got like kind of wispy fur and he's green and his name is the Grinch. Maybe he's related to Oscar the Grouch, who is also Ooh. green. But Oscar changed his name for show business and the Grinch is keeping it real. Headcanon? <laughs> no, that's good. I I learned a lot about the Grinch just now, and I love the Grinch. That's that's awesome. Thank right. you. You're right. The real gift was knowledge. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to transition over to my final set of three questions. And uh, Ricky, you know the first movie I ever saw in a movie theater was Home Alone. Wow. And I was blown away that there was a place in society where you just go to this large dark room and people will congregate there and just watch TV in silence. It was such uh, an odd experience for me. But the movie made uh, a profound impression um, being my first public film to attend. And so for this very special Flashback Flicks trivia challenge, I'm going to round out my question set with a segment called Far From Home Alone. Oh, no. With questions specifically about the Home Alone Extended Universe or the H-A-E-U or the Hi-U for the super fans. (laughs) And by Extended Universe, what I really mean is any Home Alone movie after Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Oh, no. So not the Macaulay Culkin ones. The other ones. And I have one question for each of them. So starting in ascending order with Home Alone 3. According to IMDb, what is Home Alone 3 about? (laughs) Okay. Now, I have it written out here how IMDb summarizes this movie. Obviously, you don't have to get it verbatim, but there are just okay. some elements of it. I'm looking for just a few elements. Okay. Get close. Yeah. I remember Home Alone 3. Great. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, Home Alone 3 is a kid is homesick from school, and I think four robbers try to kill him. I think you're right. I think there were four. I, I saw Home Alone 3 as well, but I saw it in theaters. And if Home Alone 1 was the first movie I saw in theaters, Home Alone 3 was the last. No, that's not true. <laughs> uh, you're right. There are four robbers. They don't mention it in this synopsis, but I give you credit for knowing that that was like a big thing. That there was like a, And it doesn't say he was homesick, but I think you're right. I, th- I think it was... That's why he was alone this time. Okay, I'm going to kind of lead you to it as best I can. Mm-hmm. And this is the part that struck me and why I had to do it as a question. What are the thieves trying to get? There's like oh. one thing that they're going after this whole movie. A Fabergé egg. <laughs> yes. It's an old international thriller. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, did they know that? This bowl that this kid keeps on eating out of is actually the fountain of youth. Uh, Yeah, so there's Home Alone 3 from Russia with boxing gloves. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's that's my answer, Fabergé egg. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you half credit for knowing that there was, I have a bonus half 
credit that I can give to you with this one. But um, yeah, this is what IMDb says Home Alone 3 is about. Alex Pruitt, a young boy of nine living in Chicago, fends off thieves who seek a top secret chip in his toy car to support a North Korean terrorist (laughs) organization's next deed. I totally missed that plot line when I saw it in theaters. That's Home Alone 3. The stakes have never been higher. Oh, man. Yeah. They went toy soldiers with Home Alone 3? (laughs) They made it too real. They flew too close to the sun. The hubris of Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, But to make up that other half point, I'm going to ask you a much simpler question. Which Avenger star played Alex Pruitt's sister? Scarlett Johansson. That is correct. So half point for the synopsis, half point for the casting. That's right. Scarlett Johansson played Molly Pruitt, a character never again seen in the Home Alone franchise. Um, There was another character named Molly in the next movie, but it's not this Molly. Grayson, you said she was never seen in the Home Alone franchise. I think you're forgetting Home Alone, the Avengers initiative. You think you're the only one at home? (laughs) So, Grayson, Mm -hmm. uh, we reviewed Ed Wood on the podcast uh, earlier in this year. If you haven't listened to it, go ahead, listen to it. It's available in places um, (laughs) where we covered how B-movies were made. Mm -hmm. Um, One famous Christmas B-movie is the story of, you know, a classic story, really, Santa Claus conquers the martians oh yeah grayson Mm -hmm. what's the plot no um (laughs) but i am gonna ask you this is this plot for santa claus conquers the martians christmas true or krampus Mm. false the martians kidnap santa because there's nobody on mars to give their children presents I'm going to say that's Krampus, that that's not why they captured him. If I had to guess, they captured Santa because they had heard tales of this person who could do amazing things in in one night and seemed to defy physics and time, and they wanted to study him and take his technology. So I'm going to say it's Krampus. Great. Great answer. It's the wrong answer. Um, you're giving this movie too much credit, right. Grayson. You said B-movie at the top. I said I B-movie. Mm. I should have also said 1964 B-movie. The uh. Mar- So in the movie, Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Mm-hmm. The Martians kidnap Santa because there's nobody on Mars. And I actually watched part of this movie. It makes less sense the more you watch it. Mm. Because kids are just watching TV, which is just regular Earth programming, and the kids get so sad that Santa Claus isn't bringing them presents that they kind of start dying to some degree, and then they kidnap Santa. Basically, it's a nightmare before Christmas, the more I describe it. Yeah, Uh, sounds like it. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Wait, that's crazy. Tim Burton directed Ed Wood, a B-movie. Well, an A-movie about a B-movie. He also made Nightmare Before Christmas, where they kidnapped Santa Claus, and he made Mars Attacks. Let's go straight to the top. Let's go straight to the North Pole. Oh, the tippy top. Oh, that's I am. I feel like I'm learning more in this trivia challenge than any other trivia challenge we've done. 
Knowledge is power! I've heard that. <laughs> All right, back to Far From Home Alone. Mm-hmm. This question mm-hmm. takes us to Home Alone 4. Okay. What flashback flicks favorite plays a younger incarnation of Daniel Stern's Marv Merchants in Home Alone 4, colon, Taking Back the House? Ah, the national treasure, French Stewart. <laughs> it is French Stewart. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. That so. one, that Home Alone, I think, is one of the weirdest ones mm, because mm-hmm. it's basically, they completely recast everyone, yeah. but it picks up from Home Alone 2, basically? Yeah, it's confusing, too, because he seems like a younger Marv, but it takes place after, and he's he's wearing Joe Pesci's hat, so yep. you think he's the the wrong crook, so... yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very, very confusing. confusing. And, and the whole premise is like they have a smart house. They basically have a Siri integrated home. And that's that's all the antics that happen. And also his parents divorce. And yeah, so, but it's the dad from the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Home Alone 4. But the anchor of that whole thing is French Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Like he is in most castings. Yeah, French He's Stewart and anchor. Missy Pyle. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, Ricky, when you know an answer, you really know it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the movies after Home Alone that I'm only somewhat familiar with. I mean, if anything, Grayson, it's a miracle. Which brings me to my next question. Did it. The classic movie Miracle on 34th Street. Mm-hmm. A story of a nice old man who claims to be Santa. Uh, is institutionalized as insane. Yeah. And a young lawyer who decides to defend him by arguing in court that he is the real thing. Now, Grayson, answer me this. Christmas true or Krampus false, this is based on a true story. Wait a minute. To what degree? Because, spoiler alert for Miracle on 34th Street, he is Santa. So, to say that it's based on a true story, he's he has, like, the cane in the corner of, in at the house at the end. It's a real rosebud moment for everyone. Are you telling me? Are you telling me that Miracle on 34th Street was a documentary? I feel like it has to be like that. The answer you're looking for has to be true, because if it's like, nope, false. It was made up, like most movies. Like why? Why ask the question unless it was like based on a guy? I'm going to say, yes, Christmas true. It's based on actual events. In the criminal justice system, I think that this is law and order, special holiday unit. Yes. Uh, I want you to be so right, Grace, but it's it's wrong. How can I be wrong about that? Uh, Miracle on 34th Street is based on a story by Valentine Davies. Um, It has since become, um, you know, a staple, a classic about like you know putting Santa on trial, um, yeah. And also, but what makes you think of Santa, um, and what makes one Santa and you know Santa like this at the other? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's, it's just based on the, the story. So they didn't really put a guy on trial and thought he was Santa. Correct. And it wasn't called the Santa Laws. No, Grayson, it was not. We've come At the up very with least, a handful of holiday <laughs> movies. I think, Grayson, I think we need to look out for Hallmark or, you know, 
25 days of Christmas because if we see any of these titles, they, they are A, listeners of the podcast, but B, owe us a check. Well, it's interesting that you say that, Ricky, because I was actually working on a Christmas movie uh, and I was real uh, excited about the title because it was just like hokey enough to work for like a Netflix original Christmas movie. And then I realized that I had heard it before. And that's all true, but also a very fluid transition into my final question for you. What is the full title, or the colon title, if you will, to Home Alone 5? Home Alone 5 colon this. And the this is what I thought my Christmas movie was going to be called, but now i got to change it because it got all burnt by Home Alone 5. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Is the... is the play on words about Christmas or being home alone? I just need to know what what, what pool to pull from. You know what? Both? I'm gonna here's I'm gonna get into the Christmas spirit. I'm gonna read you the synopsis of Home Alone Five. Okay. Uh, I I think it's really gonna maybe help or maybe do absolutely nothing. Finn Baxter, a character we've never met before, mm-hmm. sets up booby traps to catch the ghost of his new home's former occupant, <laughs> only to discover he must protect the house and his sister from three bumbling art thieves. I'm going to go with Home Alone 5, Protect the Halls. Oh, Ricky, you did the same thing I did. You gave him too much credit. <laughs> Gave him too much credit. And like I said, I wanted to write a movie called this. It is Home Alone 5, The Holiday Heist. Oh, Isn't that just the right pocket of like holiday whatever it is? Yeah, (laughs) it is. We'll call it show sugar. It's (laughs) just sweet with some show sugar. Uh, yeah, it's it's like hokey in in a way that kind of works. But yeah, that was Home Alone Five: The Holiday Heist. I guess because of the art thieves. Yeah, definitely not because of the ghost. Anyway, that's the Home Alone franchise. That's great. And those are all my questions for Far From Home Alone. Wow, it's really great, Grayson. Thank you. Uh, I I'm very impressed. Uh, I wasn't keeping score uh, because I don't think I had any. Um, but uh, I, my next question uh, is not a uh, Christmas or Krampus one. Oh. It's a, a somewhat of a bonus one. Great. Uh, it, it's more so uh, a something that just basically happened to me recently. Um, Grayson, I uh, recently was watching the Hallmark Channel. Um, oh. and so you got cable? Brag. <laughs> I was in the presence of cable, I will oh, say. Okay. You're um, at the YMCA? <laughs> I was at the Y. Uh, and I came across a movie that was like, oh, of course. Um, and I'm going to give you the premise of this movie, Grayson. Yeah. And you have to tell me, very similar to what you just had me do with the uh, holiday heist, <laughs> okay. tell me what the name of the movie is. Oh, I love it. Uh, I will give you three guesses. Um, none of them will count. No wrong guesses will count against you. Um, but if you are right... Um, you will get uh, the greatest gift of all, um, which is a tie. 
Yes, Grayson. A tie. Well, not not like one that you wear. We would. No, I yeah. was keeping track. We would literally be tied in points. That's impossible. No way. Yeah, I've only gotten two, <laughs> and and you got three. So all right. Well, yeah. Grayson. Yeah. A new networking app designed to pair busy professionals together for upcoming events without long-term romance. The founder of the app is determined to prove to her family that it is a success. Therefore, she joins the app and meets another busy professional. When Molly and Jeff are matched, they are both horrified to realize that they've already had not one, but two disastrous previous encounters. Nevertheless, they agree to stay matched for all their respective upcoming holiday engagements. And as the pair gets closer, perhaps their business arrangement might turn into something more this holiday season. So in short, Grayson, this is a Christmas movie about online dating. Online dating, yeah. Now, Grayson, what's the name of this movie? (laughs) So my first guess, Love Me Tinder. Oh, Grayson. Would be what I would call it. Love Me Tinder. Wow. That's great. Uh, Here's the thing, Grayson. Uh, You need to run with that. You just need to take Uh, that. It is not correct. You do not have a match, but you have a potential uh, winner on your hand. It's going to be a crossover with my Comet space movie. (laughs) Build the the Hallmark Channel MCU. (laughs) And And I will help you with this. Christmas is not in the title. That is helpful. Okay. This is so bad. I got Go stuck on the technology aspect of it, of like it, it being an app on their phone. And I have dock the halls. Like, how you have, you pull it to the dock. Oh, it's oh, not dock man. the halls. I know it's not. That's another great one. <laughs> what does that even mean? They like saved it to their favorites? Like, I don't. Okay. Um, I will give you a, another another little hint. You are so close. Really? How? It is a play on a Christmas song. On a song, okay. May I just look at a list of popular Christmas songs and see what I can come up with? Just re- I'll just think out loud reading this Christmas I, list. I, I'm sorry, Gray. I cannot allow it. No? It's going to be that obvious? It. It's going to be that obvious, Grayson. I don't think it will. It is, Grayson. Uh, I, okay. I promise you, it's Hallmark, Grayson. Okay. It's the Hallmark channel. It's not... They, they aren't going for the deep cuts. They, they aren't going uh, for the songs that, like, an elementary schooler could hear the title of this movie and be like, oh, I see what they did there. Uh, <laughs> so then maybe it's, okay, maybe it's something like Jingle Bells. I have I have the phrase arranged deer in my head. <laughs> and I know it's not that. <laughs> Someone with like Yule, the contraction of you will, but also Yule. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh single bells. It's single bells. They're both single jingle bells online dating. And they get alerts. That's the bells. So <laughs> they get alerts on their phones. It's like ding, ding, ding. single right. bells is my answer. Grayson, I will give you a half point. Oh, was it a jingle bells pun? It's in jingle bells. I'll oh, it's like point. a oh like a lyric from jingle bells. Yeah. So like they, they you chose the right song. 
it is mingle all the way. Because they're business professionals, Grayson. They don't want to date. They want to mingle. No, mingle all the way. Ming- mingle is not a word that I easily call up to the top <laughs> of my head. The problem is, even if I brought up that list of songs and I saw something that got me to jingle all the way, I still would have said single all the way. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Uh, that, that is great. Well done. And Ricky, I believe, I believe you win again. No way! Uh, you do, yeah. It, this was uh, this was a rough Christmas for me. <laughs> ho, ho, ho! So that brings us to a conclusion of our Christmas-themed trivia challenge. Let us know how you did on Twitter. We are at Flashback Flicks, and we'd love to know your score. You definitely did better than us because we could only possibly score, you know, maybe six points. Yeah, between the two of us, we almost got half. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's know how you did. Did you get mingle all the way? I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. And you know what you could do? Share with us your own uh, fun Christmas trivia questions and or tidbits on you know Twitter or our recently created Facebook page. We yeah. got a Facebook page because, you know, we've been doing this for however many years we have been and decided to get on social media with the newest <laughs> of all the social media platforms. Facebook. Next year, MySpace, here we come. Oh, yeah. Man, can't wait to get our live journal up and running. Real great. But we are excited to have a Facebook. What I'd like to see on the Facebook uh, actually is like your own holiday titles. We came up with so many names for holiday movies that don't exist uh, in the course of guessing incorrectly. Uh, I wouldn't wouldn't know what are are some of yours. I'd like to see them. And if you feel like throwing in a plot synopsis, that's always beautiful as well. And the last thing that we would ask of you to do uh, on this podcast is leave us a rating and review uh, on your podcasting. Wherever you're listening to this right now, leave us a rating and review. It really helps the show out. It helps people to discover us. Uh, It helps people to know that this podcast is the podcast that someone wouldn't mind finding in in a stocking. Uh, under the a bridge? tree. Oh. Uh, or a bridge. Oh, guys, you won't believe what I found under this bridge. It's a podcast um, on someone else's phone. I think someone lost their phone. Uh, try try cotton tacks. It just says mingle all the way. Oh. <laughs> they must be single all the way. But yes, five stars. Five, one star for every point we scored. And I think yep. we all know that means Ricky contributes to three of those stars, and I contribute to two of them. That's how we get the five stars. And you Perfect. know what? That's okay with me. Thank you. <laughs> and be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. Next time on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Well, to be honest, Ricky, I had so much fun last time in Charlotte's Web giving you real-life bug facts. I'd like to do it for an entire movie in A Bug's Life. Aw, you got a bug on you. You got a bug on you. I think it's crawling near your Facing you gonna be running all over the place, yeah. So get the bug off of your place, cause you got a bug on.